In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Like we always do with this time, 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 time. Welcome to the good life where niggas are CLD won't even get pulled over in they new V. The good life, let's go on a living spree. Shit, they say the best things in life are free. The good life, it feel like Atlanta, it feel like LA, it feel like Miami, it feel like NY. Summertime shy. Ah. Now throw your hands up in the sky. So I wrote the good, y'all pop the trunk, I pop the hood, Ferrari. And she got the goods, and she got that ass, I got to look sorry. Yo, it's got to be, cause I'm seasoned, haters give me them salty looks, Larry's 50 told me, go ahead, switch the style up, and if they hate, then let them hate, and watch the money pile up, it's just like, Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. This is your Monday episode. You guys, my voice is shot. I don't know if you can hear that. It's like, hey, I feel like I'm doing the Scott Disick imitation. Hi, I'm Scott. You know, it's crazy. I'm dating a 19-year-old and I kind of blame Courtney because it's like, I want to be with Courtney. And since she won't let me... I'm going to take it out on all 19-year-olds, but you'll still feel kind of sympathetic towards me, even though I'm doing potentially, actually not even potentially, just horrible things. Have you guys seen my Instagram today? You guys, I got to start off strong. Did you guys see the Scott Disick Instagram story? He, you know, of course, is dating Amelia Bedelia, Lisa Rinna's uh, revenue stream or uh, child. And, you know, he took a picture of her from behind where she's almost fully naked and she's reaching up for a book, LOL, you know, like any of these guys know how to read. And he's like, oh, just a little bit, just a little bit further, just reach a little bit more. And it's like, dude. I get even if you're trying to troll us, it still makes you even look creepier. I don't, I don't, I don't understand you guys. I, it it makes, it makes being a celebrity or even having money. I don't want any of that stuff. Oh my God. it, It just, it's horrific. I got sent that so many times a day. 
Um, but anyways, um, we're going to we're going to go over that in a little bit, uh, as well as so many pop culture stories. It's Monday. So that of course is Sophie Ross day. And this, uh, we go everywhere. I think it potentially gets sillier and sillier as we keep going, but there are news items. There's gossip. There is all the stuff that you need to start your week. Right. Did you guys have a good weekend? I am with my family. I drove to Arizona yesterday and, uh, I have been, uh, here with them all day and it's fun to get caught up in their world. My mom took me to Costco today where, no joke, I watched a man realize they were giving out free samples, and then he cried, and he said, it's been over a year. It's been over a year. And he looked around like we were all supposed to be like, yeah, buddy. Like, I just watched it. And and no, it wasn't me. I was not the man. But I literally watched this guy, and it wasn't even one of the good samples. It was like this what like avocado it wasn't trust me it was like some avocado on some like tortilla chips nothing to write home about but i appreciate that man's journey i appreciate that we're excited about these small things again whether it be a sample whether it be a concert whether being able to see our friends and family um these are all exciting things and i hope we're really appreciating uh, all of that so i hope you guys had a great weekend thank you for making my last week great my first week with iHeartRadio. um what i ask of you guys uh, as always is is tell a friend is uh, I was listening to a couple podcasts on my drive over. I listened to like music podcasts. I was one of my favorite bands is Counting Crows, and they have this really amazing suite out. A suite is just like a it's like a four song EP, but all the songs flow into each other. It's called Butter Sweet. Wait, it's called Butter Miracle Sweet One. And Adam Duritz is just one of my favorite singer songwriters, and his a lot of his work got overshadowed, I think, because of his crazy hair, which he has now shaved off, and the fact that he dated. Uh, a lot of famous uh, women in the 90s, Jennifer Anderson, Courtney Cox, Monica Potter, uh, all of these kind of famous ladies. But he had a couple great conversations. I, I listened to him on the Joe Rogan podcast. Now, I do not listen to Joe Rogan. I've heard a lot of bad things about him, but I was excited that Adam did a three-hour interview with him. So I listened to that. And then I listened to him on this other, the Bill Simmons podcast. I'm not a sports guy, but I guess Bill Simmons is. And he did a really good interview with Adam Duritz, but he was so amazing. And he talked about this thing, you know, back when that band kind of exploded was in like 94, 1994, like pre-internet or right about the time of internet. And he was talking about, you know, people finding things, you know, is that it's so important to be able to find things and it's so hard to find things. I mean, the internet, of course, helps us, right? Like you find, we, I find so many cool things because of the internet, whether it be a song, a podcast, a movie, uh, some kind of a piece of art that I want to look at. It's all at our disposal, but we need somebody that, to, to kind of lead us in the right direction. You know, and and I don't mean like these cool cultural people that act like they know what is what, you know, it's like you got to find the people that you trust. But I found it very interesting is back in the day, a lot of you guys, a lot of you kids won't remember this is, you know, back when there were CDs before MP3s is that you really had to trust your friends. You had to trust one guy and be like, is this is this CD really worth getting? Like this Nirvana CD, you're telling me if I spend $15 on this, this is going to be good. This is going to be worth it. Not just for the one song, Smells Like Teen Spirit. You're telling me the whole album is good. And you had to trust that one friend. Now with the internet, it's a lot different. But what I'm basically asking all of you guys is if you like this, if you enjoy this, consider putting your friendships on the line. <laughs> consider putting your friendships on the line and uh, potentially ruining relationships by demanding 
they become part of the So Bad It's Good army. Um, the So Bad It's Good toxic fandom, which we talk a lot about toxic fandom in today's episode. But I really want this to to get out, like I always do. I'm very proud of this. I, I, I'm, I, I sometimes think about why I am proud of this, but I am. Um, and, and I think I will crystallize those thoughts as it gets further into this process, but I'm so proud of what we've created and I want more people to be involved, um, in the best way possible because I see what kind of access it gives me to other people and to people I wanted to talk to my entire life, or at least gives me the courage to reach out to them. Like guys, you guys know, I have a horrible self-confidence issue. I was talking to a friend and I was telling her how I used to uh, go to therapy and I would fill out this, um, it's really embarrassing when you're in therapy and they give you a workbook and mine gave me like a self-confidence workbook and I would have to fill out all these exercises of things like three things that you believe in yourself about or three things, you know, but you do these things and you feel silly. But, um, you know, all along, the answer was just start a podcast. Like it's right here. This is the best confidence booster. If any of you guys have low self-confidence, just start a podcast. I'm telling you, believe in something um, uh, like I believe in this. And I believe in you guys. So that's enough schmaltz. Uh, but yeah, please go tell people. Um, also, uh, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You'll hear a commercial halfway through. Please take the time to to, to listen to it. If you haven't, vi- please visit this, the website. I believe it's betterhelp.com forward slash so bad. And that gives you 10% off um, your, your time at BetterHelp. And I actually believe in this product. I do believe... Um, uh, in mental health or, or trying to be better people and to, I mean, God, this world is so hard, right? I mean, that's why we turn to these shows and these music and these movies. This is the only, that is, this is mental health in a way. But uh, I love companies like Better Help that actually actively try to uh, to be part of the solution. Uh, so that is that on that. Um, I hope you guys are about to ready to have a great week. I will be with my family all this week. Uh, so you will be hearing them, uh, at times I'm going bowling, you guys, I'm going bowling with my dad and his, his retired friends tomorrow morning at 9 15 AM. If you guys live in Gilbert, Arizona, please come to the bowling lanes and we'll have a so bad. It's good meetup. But I am going bowling and I am going to take my podcast equipment because this is the first time they have all bowled as a group since coronavirus. And I was like, I got, I, I was like, this sounds fascinating to me. So I'm going to go and see what audio I can get because I don't know. I think that I know you're like, uh, this is a pop culture podcast, but at the same time, it's like a, a story podcast. It's a little bit about my life. I hope you'll allow me to go there on weird little diversions like that. So uh, I'm going to see what I get if it's interesting, but it sounds fascinating to me. And if I have a mic there, it does not matter how bad I bowl, you know, because these guys, I went bowling with them a couple of years ago. They're all like good. Like my dad has like a bowling ball. Like he got like, he asked for like as a gift. Like I've never, I've rented all my bowling balls. Like imagine having one. It's a dark, dark experience. But anyways, uh, there are so many stories to talk about. Uh, but let's first start with somebody, uh, two people that have not been on the podcast for, God, close to a month now. So this is just a little taste. I think this is like five or ten minutes. Um, and you're going to hear a bigger segment with them this week. 
Uh, and then after that, we'll go right into Sophie Ross. And Sophie, we we do Beverly Hills, Real Houses of Beverly Hills, Real Houses of New York. Um, we go, uh, I mean, so many pop culture stories. Austin is potentially hooking up with Kristen Cavallari from The Hills fame. Uh, we go into Elon Musk. We go into, I mean, just so many different stories. Plus, we meet Sophie's um, Task Rabbit gentleman who comes in halfway through the podcast. So you'll you'll get to hear him as well. I believe his name is Dan. Plus, uh, you'll hear my uh, brush with um, uh, Zane Malik. If, if any Zaniacs are listening, hi, hello, I'm sorry. You guys will understand what I'm apologizing for later. Uh, anyways, let's just get into this. This will be a little bit of a long one, so pace yourself. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Without further ado, here is Bill and Becky Bailey. Parental discretion is advised for the moment. While I'm getting candid, now understand it. Ain't your typical in any way, though the pro on the mic is a deal to the seatus is an intro. Uh, we have special guests that have not been on here now for a couple of weeks uh, due to all the, the switch over and the craziness. So they are back today and they'll be back later this week. This is just a quick hello to start the episode before Sophie Ross. Welcome, uh, Bill and Becky Bailey. And by the way, my, the, the, for those new to us, the iHeartRadio listening audience, this is my mom and dad, Bill and Becky Bailey. Say uh, hello. Hi. That, that wasn't real quick. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> okay. So. Okay, no, no, this is going to be quick. So I, I'm going to show you a picture, and then let me know what you see. I see a nice-looking butt. What do you see, Mom? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> a bottom. And what does that say in the caption? It says, a little higher, almost there. Because the girl is reaching for something, right? Yes. So let me explain what this is. This is uh, Scott Disick. He is a... Uh, a th- He's like, he's he was married to Courtney Kardashian, but he's I believe in his early forties. You knew that, Becky? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I knew Scott yeah. was one of the involved with the Kardashians. Go ahead, one sorry. Of the, <laughs> and the, many husbands. But that girl is nineteen years old. Wow. Oh no. Yeah, and that's, that's I don't know. Bad. Do you know Lisa Rinner? Lisa Rinna is one of the girls on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and that's her daughter. Wow. Ay, ay, ay. So the creepy thing, though, is he was with the Kourtney Kardashian, who is age-appropriate, right. but then he was dating this other girl, Lionel Richie's daughter, Sophia Richie, who was also 19 years old. No way. Yeah. So what's your point? Is that... <laughs> okay, is that... Is that... It seems like he has a pattern now. Oh, yeah. But Kourtney uh, Kardashian, his ex, who he has kids with, is now with this guy, Travis Barker, who is a drummer for this band, Blink-182, oh, yeah. and has tattoos everywhere, but he's supposedly, I mean, he's supposedly heartbroken, but then now he's just dating 19-year-olds. Well, please tell me the new boyfriend isn't 19 of... No, no, he's he's like in his 30s and all that stuff. You. So what do you think about this, Dad? Um. <laughs> <laughs> so what, again, what, what's, your, what's your point? Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying okay. So imagine no, it's a little strange. And he's forty, right? right? Or, or he, he's around in that. Around, uh, he, there's a there's a twenty three year age difference, yeah. I believe. Well, that's incredible. Well, again, <laughs> <laughs> no, you can think about this. We can revisit. I, I just wanted to because this just came out today, and nice. it and it was very. Uh, well, because also this girl, Amelia, I call her Amelia Bedelia, she has body issues and she was uh, uh, she was really self-conscious about her weight and her body. So now to that 
Well, whoa, that I one mean, you just showed us. Well, I'm th- she had yeah she had body issues. Goodness. I think she was sixteen. She's only nineteen now. But Jeez. I mean, isn't it weird though then to prop her up like a prop and really? just say, "Hey, I'm going to take a nude photo of you from the back." Yeah, why is Can she reaching for again? something yeah. nude? <laughs> Put on some clothes, sweetheart. Now, when you would add, when you took pictures of mom like that, you guys were at the same age. Well, yeah. Oh. But, <laughs> but mom was facing frontwards. Yeah. <laughs> mom, any reaction to that? No. Okay, so the the last I thing, yeah. <laughs> the last thing, there will be a larger conversation this week, <laughs> is that today's episode has a lot to do with uh, fandom or being fans of things and potentially the toxic side of fandom. When you guys were growing up, was there anybody you guys were obsessed with as a fan? Uh, not really. I mean, back then it was probably Mickey Mantle, like baseball. You know, you thought Mickey Mantle was sexy. You thought he was no, he was a good athlete. No, I know, no, but, <laughs> but Elvis, uh, Elvis, Elvis. I'm trying to think. Back then, was uh, there any celebrity that you would have gotten to a fight for? Like, if somebody said a bad thing about the Beatles, would you have been like, "How dare you"? No, not really. Elvis. 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 Uh, you would have fought for Elvis. Yeah, or the Beatles. No, I was oh. more the Beatles age. <laughs> Elvis, I was a little young for Elvis, so I'll say Beatles. Oh, bull. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, today, in today's culture, it's it's called Stan culture, S-T-A-N. What's that? And that's be- no, it's called Stan because there was an Eminem song called Stan about an obsessive fan. So now fandom is called Stan really? culture, huh. S-T-A-N. And uh, uh, it gets obsessive where people will want to fight uh, people uh, for their opinions about celebrities. Well, welcome well, to America. People want to fight no matter what. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> very true, actually. Well, the reason I say this is that I, I go into this story, but there was a, a boy band called One Direction, yeah, and uh, Harry Styles, who's big, yeah. was in it, and there's this other guy, Zane. Did Harry Styles leave the band? Well, I think the band just split up all, all at once, but okay. uh, this guy, Zane, got into a fight the other night, and it was on TMZ, <laughs> and I tweeted that I got into a fight with Zane as a joke. Yeah. And then his fans, I guess, search his name, and they saw that and thought I was the actual guy that got into a fight with him. <laughs> so they all started coming at me they online. jammed you. Whoa. And said, everybody, go report this guy. He, oh, wow. and no matter what report I said. You? you report me. Wow. And no matter, even though I said, I'm not that guy, look, I'm in Los Angeles, this happened in New York, they did not understand it. But that's the other side of fandom, but also that's the other side of making a bad joke. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, see what can happen. Dad would know what that's about. Yeah. One, <laughs> <laughs> so but anyway, one comment yeah. can do that. Yeah. So there was nobody back in, when you guys were growing up, I mean, and also there was not the internet, so. No, I mean, that was a long time ago. And, and the media to wasn't think as even... prevalent as it is today. Yeah, I mean, entertainment news didn't travel around no, at no, all. No, right? not at all. I mean, I don't. I just remember Flippo the Clown, who was a local clown on TV. I would have fought. For, <laughs> I would have fought for Flippo. <laughs> have <for> dinner. <laughs> you would have fought for. That's great. Um, okay, so uh, you guys, they will be back later this week because I have a segment planned for them. But uh, just wanted to say hello because it's been a while since they've been on, and people yeah. have been asking about you guys. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll sparsely. Uh, you know, play you on this week. Anything yeah, well, that you guys would like well, to say? Well, we separated for a while, but we're back. <laughs> yes, yeah, right here. Fans know that you're here with us now, though, so that's the great part. Yeah, I'm. Uh, that that is the great part. Yes, I am here us. with you for you guys. Yeah. For us. for me too. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, any, it's any, great. Any last words? <laughs> no. No. I look uh, forward to talking to you again. It's good to be back. And, and what do you always say? 
Uh, no hate. Yeah, duh. It's been so long. Don't hate. <laughs> no. Peace, love, and especially you toxic fandoms. No hate. Yeah, no hate. And we're glad Ryan's here with us. Right. Bye. Bye. Take care. Okay. I'm on the pursuit of happiness, and I know everything that shine ain't always gonna be gold. My co-host, as always, on Monday is the the queen. The uh, I I don't have enough good things to say about her. Sophie Ross, thank you so much for being here again. Hi. Um, I just want to let you know, Sophie, let me know that her task rabbit will be here potentially during the podcast. So we might take a break. You it, you will not feel anything, you guys. I want to. Uh, this is such a professional show. I'll edit that task rabbit right out unless he wants to come on air with us. But just so you know, uh, why why do you have a task rabbit this time? This What's is going? I'm finally gonna have a TV again. Oh, you got the you got. I got the, my TV, but I need right help setting it up because I just like can't do that. Like I'm just not good at that stuff, and I've tried before, and I just really can't. So I'm just having him. And then I also got. Did you see that lamp that I ordered? Yeah, I was going to ask about that was on my actually things that you guys, she had this like really like fancy lamp that looked like ancient Rome or something. It looked really cute. And it was a huge scam from Urban Outfitters. I posted it. I posted on Twitter and Instagram, but um, it's like it, it like doesn't even it's so broken but it's this huge heavy thing where I'm like, I'm going to see if he can like do something about it and see if it's salvageable because otherwise it's like, how do I even send it back? I hate sending back like furniture or just anything. Well, I know you didn't tag urban outfitters in your post. I feel like you could have gotten like, why not try to, Oh, you did. Did they, did anything happen? Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nothing. So (laughs) yeah. I mean, my goal is like to be famous enough to be able to complain about an air, uh, like a, a flight not going on time and like, be like, Delta, this is unacceptable. You know? Wait, Ryan, what about the time when I, when I did complain about, um, cable, the cable. Oh, it was the cable. It was the cable. (laughs) And they thought I was going to like come and like, because <laughs> I was like complaining about it on Twitter and they like took it as a threat. I like said something like, I was like, you will feel my wrath. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm shocked. It, why wasn't, did, why it I- wasn't me. It wasn't them thinking I was like cool and had influence. It was like them thinking I was like domestic terrorist. But I, I love the fact, like, why would they think that? You said, you'll feel my wrath. Like, why would that's like, bring it, me. I once got into a fight at a I once I once got into a fight at a Ben Folds Five concert, which is like a piano band. Oh my god! And, well, I miss no, I, Ben Folds Five. I loved Ben Folds Five, but there was a guy that had pushed through all these women, and I was with my uh, girlfriend at the time, and pushed through her, and then you know he was just so wasted. So at the end, I was like, "Hey, man, that's just not that's not acceptable." This is like whenever, and I'm so scared of crap like this, but I was like, I have to say something. And I think my girlfriend wanted me to say something. So I was like, you know, that's not acceptable. He's like, you want to go dude. And I was like, and the only thing that I could think to say was, and I don't even know where this came from. Cause I had never heard, I go, I said, bring it meat. I said like, bring it meat. I don't even know what bring it meat means, but then it was like obvious that he did want to bring it. Like he was like, let's go. And I was like, no. And then some girl's dad broke it up before anything happened. And I was like, thank God for that man. Cause I was like, 
Your I mouth was, was writing a check it couldn't match. <laughs> but, but drag like, bring me, Monique. Yeah, drag, by the way, that's my next fight. Drag me, Monique. You want to go? Monique. Well, actually, I had, this is something that I need to tell you because this was a big part of my day. Um, I There was a fruit fly massacre in my apartment today. Um, I opened my balcony door just, you know, to my new apartment as a balcony, just letting in some fresh air, getting a breath, seeing how it fell sure. outside. And because I've kind of just been like hanging out, I haven't felt well all day. I've had a migraine and I was planning, finishing planning my sister's bachelorette party. So I was like, okay, just going to see how it feels outside. And without my knowledge, I guess hundreds of fruit flies came in. And after (laughs) I closed the door, I thought the fruit flies were outside on the other side of the window. And I was like, whoa, that's a lot of fruit flies. Thank God they're not inside without realizing they were on my side. And then when I did, I instantly like freaked out and I acted fast and I got bug spray instantly and and massacred all of them. And I was like, next time stay outside, motherfuckers. I like said that See, out this loud. Is what, this is exactly why the cable company is scared of you. Like this I is know. Urban, out, urban Outfitters will feel Sophie's wrath. I, I, I know, seriously, they should be scared. I massacred them. But like it, it sucked. Like, and then I had to like wipe up all of their corpses. Oh my god, Sophie! This is Monday. We're early in the week. I'm so sorry. I know this is disgusting, but that is what my day was today. Just like you know, thought I was gonna have a relaxing Sunday. I spent like three hours cleaning up fruit fly. Oh my god! I mean, is it is it the area of town you potentially live in? Is there a fruit fly area? Time of year. I think it's the weather and the time of year. It's like super super humid today, and it's just like. I don't even know. No. I'm trying not did to. Did you go out last night? It. Did you go? Did, did you have any? Did you have um, a summer house night? No, I did not. I went out Friday night. Um, I yesterday was kind of like a, a hungover and errands day, oh. and I was like, I just went out so many nights in a row. And yesterday I was like, I really just need to, and now I just don't, I feel like my body can't handle it now. I've been like, you know, just drinking every night. <laughs> I'm like, back um, to it. I drove to Arizona. I'm with my, my mom and dad right now, which maybe they'll come in and say hi at some point. But, um, hey. the, um, the, the, I have news to share with you about something. Well, this isn't, I mean, this is, I mean, this isn't good news. This is, Weird news. So, you know, I have what I would like to call a bad sense of humor or a poor sense of humor at times, at times. And um, so Friday night I was going to sleep and I I think it was Thursday or Friday night and I look on TMZ and I see that and I'm not familiar with this gentleman's work. Uh, Zane Malik. Uh, he, I think he's on One Direction or was on One Direction. I'm a Harry Styles man myself. Um, but this guy, Zane, he just had a baby with Gigi Hadid yes. and supposedly Hi. he was, uh, he got into a fist fight, fisticuffs at a New York bar at 2 AM where the point where he, yeah, Zane, where he even took his shirt off. And I just saw this, I just saw that. And I, and then I tweeted, uh, got into a fight with Zane Malik tonight, or, or I got into a fight with Zane tonight. It was something really innocuous, but the people that follow me would be like, oh, Ryan's an idiot. Obviously, he lives in L.A. Not, well, I mean, it, but also I'll just like, I I used to tweet like every like couple months. Uh, have a have a good week from all of us in one direction. Like, I just thought it was like silly, you know, and I wake <laughs> up. I, I go oh, to sleep you. like two and then at 7 a.m. I wake up and I look on my phone 
and I check Twitter real quick before I go back to sleep because I'm a maniac. And all of a sudden I'm like, wow, this really blew up. This is like 60 tweets and like 200 likes. Oh, wait, I have my, he's here. Oh, Tezra. Okay. Do you want to okay, just sorry, call me back or what do you, or do you want to pause or what do you, do you want to do? Okay. Just hang on. Just hang on. Okay. 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 You guys. This is so Hi. Great. Yeah. I'm Hi, Sophie. Nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> sorry. No, Sorry, I record a podcast, so I'm just. On I'm, Ryan, I'm Ryan. Hi. Might <laughs> be famous now. Yeah, yeah. yeah you he are. says, "Am I gonna be famous now?" Okay, yeah. So I actually record a podcast about um, pop culture, and I haven't had a TV in um, a few weeks, so that's why I need your help. She's not been pulling her weight lately. Okay, Ryan. Actually, you know what? It is easier if I just call you. Back. <laughs> call me back. I'm just gonna call you back. Yeah, yeah call me back. Okay, okay bye. bye. Um. Okay. So I went, I, so I, I said, Zane, I'm going to, I'm going, I said, I got into a fight with Zane tonight. I think it was, I don't, I don't even know if I used his last name. And I just thought if you followed me, that's pretty silly. Like, you know, that I would not get into a fight with potentially anybody, let alone somebody from one direction. I don't even know if I would know what he looks like. I know he has tattoos everywhere. So when um, was this? this was Friday night. This was okay. Friday night. So this is Sunday right now. So I wake up at seven. I see, wow, like this is really weird. This is like taken off like 50 retweets and like all this shit. And then I start reading the comments of like, you know, you're jealous. You, how dare you do this to Zane? We're coming for you. And it was like, all of a sudden, Zane, the Zaniot, I think they're called the Zaniots or Zane. Zaniacs. uh, Zaniacs or yeah, Zaniacs. And I was like, so. So I go, oh, well, that's not what I meant. And I just deleted the tweet and I went back to sleep. And I really like, I I just, I was like, that's, that's weird. But I said, you know what? That's, I did, I said, I did say I thought I was, but I didn't think about it. I wake up to just a slew of tweets back, like tweets of like, you're fucking ugly and your, your hair's receding, which by the way, I am potentially ugly, but my hair is not received. I mean, it's like light. Okay, but you're ne- it's neither. And then they go, then it was the Zaniacs talking to each other. He just wants attention. He just wants Zane's light to shine on him. And I'm like, I don't want any of Zane's light to shine on me at all. Like, I don't even know. And then, and this is the part that I. <laughs> you're just trying to steal Zane's I to talk to the, I wanted to talk about this is because of toxic fandom. I want to, and not not saying that Zaniacs are toxic fandom, but what I am saying is that then they had other people reach out to to report my account, then to report my Instagram account, and then my personal Instagram account, which I was like, guys, I'm. They thought I was the actual guy that got into a fight with him, and I go, guys, I live in Los Angeles. Like I was like, think this through. Like look at my tweets. Like there is. I I'm starting to like. I'm like there is. Brian. Nothing- what? This is why I put the word snarky in my bio, because I need people to know that my tone is almost always sarcastic and snarky or like whatever it is. And I feel like it helps people because otherwise, but yeah, I know what it's like to be caught up with a fandom and they fucking take that shit so well, seriously. And here's And I want and, and to any Zaniacs that are listening, because I, I, had, I, I, I think we have, we might have a few Zaniacs today. I want to speak directly to you right now. I respect your fandom. I respect your passion. I think it's misdirected, but I will say I did say that. I I take full responsibility for saying that. 
What I would though love, I get it. I get loving things. I get, I love a band called Counting Crows. I, you know, I get it. But what I'm saying is that maybe just check it out. Like, look what else, like this would have been the first real thing I had tweeted if I had actually gotten into a fight with him. The thing I do regret though, when I read more about the fight was that I think supposedly the man that hit Zane did say, like called him uh, some derogatory slurs. Now that I think is not funny in the least. So I would when never did, want. To... When did that fight happen? I think Thursday night. Oh, in, okay. In, so in that. New York. I think Thursday night in New York at like 2 a.m. Okay. Yeah. Which I was like, it didn't, he just, doesn't he have a newborn? Like, but my thing is Zaniacs. I, and then they were like, we'll promote his new song. I don't know Zane's music that well. I know Harry Styles' music pretty well. Hello, Tom. Is that his song? But by the way, yeah, I'm not saying, know. I'm saying like, hey, I think Zane's like JC Chazé. I think Zane is the one that should get a little bit more attention. I'm with you, Zaniacs. I'm, you've got to, I'm trying to discover Zane's music now, you guys. You guys did. You think that remember? he's been in, he's been in Harry's shadow. Uh, I definitely think so. And we need to correct this, Zaniacs. We, he's I am with JC you guys. To, he's the JC to Harry's JT. Exactly. And we know, you know, but Harry is, I think Harry's learned from JT's mistakes and is not like ripping off Janet Jackson's bra. But anyways, I was driving to Arizona last night and I just like, I kept getting messages. And that's the thing where I was like, wow, this is fascinating because I keep responding back and then they're like, I'm going to report you. And I was like, I'm going to report you. And I don't know. I was just like, guys, like I, I'm once again, I appreciate, I, I know, like, I love being a fan, but when you start reaching out to people, I, I will rip on people all day long, but I don't usually reach out to them or reach out to people that are against things that I like. I'll talk about it on a podcast, but reaching out to that person, I think is like taking it a step and it seems like Zane seems like a funny guy. I don't know if the Zaniacs are super funny, you know, like in terms of humor. I don't I don't know where you get the impression that Zane Malik has a sense of humor. Where have I you mean, I mean like all those all those all those tats, all those tattoos and stuff. I mean, like I think it's like a, he's like a, he gets it. Like I um, just I feel like they're the types it, they're very self he's he's him and Gigi, I feel like are very self serious they take themselves seriously on social media. See, I, I don't, don't know how to describe it. But you I know, know Yolanda. I know Yolanda Hadid. I know Yolanda from Real Housewives yeah. of Beverly Hills with her lemons and her see-through refrigerator. Used to be married to uh, one of my favorite uh, people to be married to, David Foster. He's he gets married all the time. That's who I know. And in terms of Zane, I want to see that relationship between uh, Yolanda and Zane. I want to see how that works. You know, and then no, you, got, you don't see that because they take themselves so seriously. And like, then you got Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa I, dates the the boy Hadid. Yeah, I would love I would love a reality show of the Hadids. Yeah, I would I would love to watch all that unfold. But again, they take themselves so seriously. They're so buttoned up and boring on social media. Like, well, Zaniacs, I think you need to. I, I think you know who to go after next, Miss Sophie <laughs> Ross. You guys, let's get off me and get. Oh off. my God, please! I have a no. family. No, yeah. By, by the way, Zaniacs, my parents are very scared for me right now. I <laughs> please do not dox my family at all. You know all. what, though, and I'm not saying this just about Zaniacs or whatever fandom. It just in general, people are so like violently like stupid on social media. Like you just you have to keep that in mind when you're dealing with people on social media. And I also like 
I know that, you know, some of my OG followers might know of my beef that I've had with um, a certain New York Times reporter who was unethical in a lot of ways. Who, Barry Weiss? No, no. Um, But anyway, when she, we, we had some beef on social media. It's a long story. And you I don't know, think I know her, this story at all. He was, I, I can tell you, you know, another time when I feel like it's safe. I don't feel, I don't want anyone to coming after me. By the way, Sophie, do not look. Somebody's in your closet it's right between now. The right between the Zaniacs and the, um, the like New York Times fandom. Like, I, I don't know. But anyway, well, you know, so it is reporter, weird though. Well, this reporter was tweeting like lies about me. Because she is an unethical person and tweets lies about people all the time with no consequences. And I had her followers reaching out to like my employers, like my freelance writing employers, like my full-time job. And of course, like, you know, my employers are like, who gives it like, this is the, they know who I am, you know, like, but it's just crazy how these people on social media will see one tweet and then try to like, take down someone i just thought it was interesting that they're like i was reading things like we found him and i'm like wait a sec you didn't find me i literally said i hit zane that's not a finding that's like literally and then they're like what did you expect to happen if you write that and i was like honestly and this is my bad i did not expect people to be searching zane's name like i i and by the way that's stupid i should have realized people to be that stupid that's what it is ryan because people who go if people who know you and know social media and like like they know that you're joking but 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 that what i'm saying is that i have to be smart enough next time to realize a lot of people don't know me i mean i'm still yeah, gonna yeah. listen next time it's just gonna be i hit harry styles that's the next tweet i'll do i will never fake hit zane again but i'm more <laughs> commenting on celebrity culture in terms of tmz tmz did this story and i just thought it was like so like they got this shot of like zane without his shirt off getting popped like getting oh like, God, like jack taylor yeah that's what that's literally it was like jack's <laughs> pulling off his chunky sweater in vegas so i was like wow like a two like by the way if i ever get into a fight you'll never see me pull my shirt off like i don't pull my shirt off right, even in the shower that now <laughs> could you imagine if you got you me like that now? <laughs> could you imagine wait that? until the next time someone threatens you while oh you're wearing God. a button down cardigan i just thought of a great like wait like if jacks ever lets himself go that would be a great weight watchers ad of him like you know i went to pull off my shirt to get into a fight and i realized i had a i, I had a belly you know and then i i wasn't the same guy that i used to <laughs> i wasn't the same now. guy <laughs> Yeah, with Nutraslim, <laughs> what I've got. No, so, but, but the toxic fandom though, I was like, well, this is interesting because it made me think about so many things that are happening right now with the the stan culture that we're in, that I'm in, that you're potentially in, that, that we all love. But at the same time, there's this toxic fandom element where I was reading a lot or I was sent a lot this week. Um, the googly squad, the the googlies, the googly the, the, go, the, go, the giggly squad, that uh, I think yes. that, the, the podcast with Hannah and they were posting about me on their Facebook page. I know, and I got a lot of so the the DMs, not the re- the DMs, but the DMs you have to approve. I had a couple people reach out about you, and is I got I just got while you're here, is uh Big Lover Boy paying you off? Is is Big Pharma? Is big? It's Big Kyle. Are you being paid? 
to hang out with someone and else. The big and lover nice. boy industrial complex. Are you in the big lover boy? Is this? I mean, no. I mean, are they paying I you wish, to say nice things? Where's my check? I saw that. I was like, where's my check? Like, but where's I guess, my money? I don't think I'm in Google. I think I was in Giggly Sweat. Maybe I get kicked out, but I don't I don't really go on Facebook a they lot. They only or, have like a thousand, I think a thousand people in that group well, now. But Giggly, uh, I mean, they're, I'm all for like people that like love shit. And by the way, just because I didn't like Hannah on this season doesn't mean you have to dislike Hannah on this season. I think it was pretty obvious why I dislike Hannah on yeah, this season. People can't come to their own conclusion. Exactly. I'm totally great with that. Even with Jax, even though I think you're wrong if you like him. But um, what I found interesting was that there's this other girl, girl gangs that I've mentioned on this show yeah. before. And she was saying she was getting doxxed by the head moderator of, and this is when I really show my age because it starts to sound like, like beep boop, bop, beep boop when you're doing moderators and groups and all of this crap. Yeah. But they were in this fight. Like I, I find this kind of subculture of getting into fights over reality stars like it's it's so personal and weird to me, even though I understand the passion and love behind it, but I am still a little lazy where I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to fully look into this. I got, a, I got a life to lead. There's like books and TV I want to read. Um, but it did seem like they mentioned you and they mentioned this girl gangs um, yeah. saying that they were, I, which is just so yeah, weird. They said that we were getting paid off by a big lover boy. They said that, that we were leading like the Hannah hate campaign. And it's just ridiculous because people come to their own conclusions. Like so many people, like I was like reading the Reddit thread about it because people posted about it in Reddit. And um, people were like, I don't even know who Sophie Ross or Girl Gangs is. Like, I really don't know who they are. Um, Like, I just hate Hannah on my own from her own (laughs) actions. Like, that's what, it's like, we we're not influencing. We are just sharing our opinions with the internet. It's just so wild. And and right away when girl gangs, because people are setting up to me, and I unfortunately cannot physically see all of my DMs. Like I try, I just don't have enough bandwidth. But I saw that people were sending me that, and then girl gangs was DMing me about it too. And I was just like, I this group has a thousand people in it. Like this person is clearly like delusional this is like conspiracy theory QAnon shit like well I there's mean, no conspiracy theory with me having opinions and also I was like this just doesn't constitute bullying they're like a cyberbullying campaign I'm like I have never once in my life contacted or tagged Hannah so when I talk that is like what I define like when people like try to accuse me of bullying or whatever it is I'm like I do not tag the people I'm talking about like yeah I don't like I am just sharing my opinions and I'm not going or harassing anyone or going in their DMs or commenting or tagging them. Like that would be bullying. Like yeah. I'm not doing that. And you're not like telling like, girl, like, oh, go kill yourself or go there. Like, you know, with the Chrissy Teigen, Courtney Stodden stuff, you know, when that she was accused right. of to go off herself and stuff like that. I mean, that's, it's just, this is a fascinating culture though of, I like, I understand, like I try to like, as a, an actor technique, you try to go like, uh, as if, you know, like, so if I was in their shoes, like I can understand love and passion. I can understand that. So great. No, this is like, I don't understand. I do not understand other people people into it. What's that? Yeah, People that get so, no, that's like, that's not normal behavior. It's one thing to be like a reality star. Can you hear me? Yeah. One sec. By the way, this is the best. um, Oh yeah. That's like old school. 
if you know if you've never had dr brown's cream soda it's oh yeah totally it's awesome i'm addicted to it but um anyway um no like it's one thing to you know be like a bravo fan like we're all part of the bravo fandom yeah but when you become like a sycophant or i don't know a sycophant am i saying that right sycophantic yeah 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 yes that i do know you're saying right when you're becoming a sycophant for like a bravo reality and like just you know making excuses for their bad behavior because i think you know something that we all do in the bravo fandom is that we hold our favorite bravo lebs accountable like i will be the first person to be like you know oh my God, huge Amanda Stan did not love how she treated Jules in season four. And Amanda, you know, was also the first person to like apologize for that also publicly. Like, you know what I mean? Like we, we don't blindly like make excuses for the Bravo liberties that we like love. I was talking to Heather Gay this week and I said, we talked about the Jen Shaw stuff. And I said, you know, this, I mean, this kind she's like, I know how it looks, but I don't dip out on people. And I'm like, I, you know, I can appreciate somebody's opinion and still say, well, you know how I feel about Jen Shaw and I go pretty hard on her. And, but I respect that if I was Heather in that situation, maybe I would feel differently. It is about kind of accepting other, or or at least realizing people have opinions of their own. Exactly. And it's like, what do you want? The thing that annoys me about the Hannah thing also, it's like, if all of the opinions were good, like, they wouldn't give a shit. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just because, you know, people just have opinions that aren't favorable of Hannah. Now it's like, oh my God, how dare they speak about Hannah on a public platform? It's like, no, Hannah had no problem, you know, getting all of that attention and all of those tweets when she was getting positive stuff. Yeah. And it's like, this is just the other side of the coin. This is just part of being famous. It's what you sign up for when you like go on a reality show. I had somebody, my friend Samaj uh, on Friday night, sent me a picture. I almost ran off the road. He was at Hannah's uh, standup show. And he was at a hand of stand-up show and, and, uh, and he's going to come. What did you get? He's going to, no, he's going to, he, well, he just wanted to tea. He's going to come on and review it. But he said, you can say she was not the funniest or, uh, or, or she, or he said, and some of the jokes sounded very familiar or you can tease that the surprise opening act was her fiance. So Des came on, I think, as we knew to oh sell my God, tickets. So thirsty. Um, so I think that was an interesting thing. So I'm going to find out more about what that set entailed. Um, but by the way, I'm all for like I, I'm curious what that's you thought like. That I'm on the email list serve somehow. Yeah. So you guys, Sophie sent me uh somebody put Sophie on Hannah Burner's. My email list. heart dropped. My heart <laughs> dropped when I got it was the subject line was just or the the sender was just Hannah Burner. And I was like But <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> it was for a comedy show, and I was like, why did I just get this? But Ryan, so I didn't, or I did tell you this, but this was after we recorded last week that on Memorial Day on Monday, I got rid of my 65 inch TV. Yeah. I don't know if I were allowed to say this. Yeah. Lindsay is the one who came over and bought it and she picked it up. So I got to order my new TV and that's what my um, task rabbit is setting up right now. Well, so this, so if big summer house was a big Kyle or big lover boy is paying for you to say nice things there's no reason Lindsay would have even had to pay for the TV, right? Like this, there's, I mean, it just feels like they, well, but maybe this is a way Actually, for them to no, give you money under the table. This is under the table. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Like I actually lost so much money from ordering the wrong size TV. I didn't even like make that money back. She's like, I was like, 
65 inch TVs aren't supposed to be $10,000, are they? Because that's what she paid you in cash. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, it was it was so fun. So Lindsay ended up coming over and I like really can barely drink wine because it my mom's allergic and I feel like I like inherited some sort of aversion to it. It just makes me feel like shit. But Lindsay ended up bringing over wine and I ended up getting so like fucked up just on that random Monday, just with Lindsay. Well, so, okay, that, and, no, just to be fair, we can say that Lindsay potentially tried to get you drunk. Let's let, <laughs> let let's call us like we're we're not like pro anybody. I, Lindsay being Lindsay, she was like, I'm gonna bring a, a bottle of wine. And then Jason from Winterhouse ended up coming to help carry. Oh, and are they were they kissy he was kissy? Super nice. Yeah, I'm not really sure what their relationship yeah. status is right now, but he was so so nice so great i get it Lindsay. you're playing hard to get i get it yeah i get it it's cute we get what you're doing yeah but he was he was great um i tried to get some people but it was so funny so so we finished like the wine and then we finished all the beers in my fridge and then and then i was like oh shit like i'll go get us some more because at that point jason had come over and i felt bad that i didn't really have alcohol left for him and jason was like i'll go i'll go so he like ran out to the liquor store for me oh look at him mr mr active fit model i know i was like you're perfect he's like perfect he's this really great guy but um what i thought was interesting is that so I think Lindsay won't won't mind me sharing this piece of tea. I really didn't get any good like winter house yeah. tea or anything. Everything is like under wraps, obviously. But um, when they were, you know, planning the next season of Summer House, they were calling all the cast members. They were organizing, all the producers were organizing yeah. the calls with the cast members to kind of see where they were for the next season and kind of see like what the plot lines could be, what they have going on, like, you know. Which is very normal in how they put these shows Yeah, together. I guess that's that's very normal in reality, reality TV. Um, and I guess how they did it was you could like choose the time slot. There were like time slots. So it's kind of a strategic thing. Sometimes you want to be the first to talk to the producers and sometimes you want to be the last to talk to the producers. Like I, it's oh, very wow. strategic. Yeah. And Lindsay said that she had been one of the first and it was like a week prior to the rest of the time slots. So she had already had her conversation with the producers about how she was feeling about everyone, including, you know, how she was feeling about, you know, that kind of that, that, trio that was sitting on the couch at the reunion and um and hannah specifically obviously literally all of the cast members i'm sure aired their grievances to the producers about hannah but hannah was trying to save face i guess and she called Lindsay um before she was let go yeah before she was it was the calls were scheduled and Lindsay had already had hers. Everyone else's was like scheduled for the next week. So Hannah called Lindsay like that Friday and she had already had the phone called that Wednesday or whatever it was. And Hannah was like, Lindsay, like, oh, wow. I know that like you, like you're the person I'm closest to in the house. Like something along those lines. Like she was clearly trying to like, you know, I'm yeah, making a Chrissy. I'm making a Chrissy Teigen at the uh, the award show face. Ooh. Isn't that crazy? And I was like, that's so not surprising. But little did Hannah know that Lindsay had already had her phone call. There was nothing she could do. But it was so transparent how she was trying to like manipulate um, to get back on the show. So I think that's just another, you know, wow piece of proof that it was not Hannah's decision to leave the show. 
I, I, yeah, but what I, I mean, I'm very, well, speaking of uh, things that kind of might coincide with Winter House, Summer Charm, Lucky, Captain Crunch, uh, whatever the show is called, uh, <laughs> Austin Kroll, Austin Kroll, you guys, from uh, Southern Charm, uh, Dumas posted this, and then, of course, we're seeing Instagram photos today. Kristen Cavallari, Cavallari is there again in, uh, you know, uh, they, they got spotted at Leva's Republic uh, nightclub making out, and then they're posting pictures uh, together today. Guys, I don't, Austin is a doof. Like, I get that he's tall, but like, I just, I don't get it. Like, Craig, I get it. I get it. Craig, I get it. Like, Craig, I get that. Like, why everybody. If I had to choose, if I were in a room, if you could have 99 people in a room. No, if, (laughs) if I were in a room with Craig and Austin, I think I would gravitate towards Austin. And it's not just the height. I think. Would you be a, would you be a train track? Would you, would you? Sorry, Brian. I'll, I'll explain that later, you guys. <laughs> no, because I, I for Craig, there's like an inherent like. I think that Craig is really nice. I think there's like, I don't know. I think there's a certain swagger about Austin that like, I know that he's a douche, but like it's kind of the douchey swagger that he has, and Craig is almost too nice. But wait, wait, wait! I don't even think it's a douchey. Sw- I think he's literally potentially an idiot. Yeah, like he he, is also he couldn't even like he couldn't even get his like beer thing together. Like, I mean, I get douchey swagger. <laughs> I see beer, I, what's this beer company called? Tra- Trop hop. Which, Trop by hop. the way, I feel like if Winterhouse does not do a Trop hop versus Loverboy competition, Olympics. Oh, because by the way, if I'm in that house, I'm choosing Loverboy all day. I I think that Trop hop. I hear it tastes like piss. So no, no <laughs> offense. Like I know some, IPA. Some, yeah, it's yeah. probably disgusting. I'm not a big IPA guy. So, and some, but some people love to drink piss. So I'm not. I know. love beer, but I don't love IPAs. Like if I have to choose, I like a lighter. IPAs actually give me a headache. Like you said, with wine, like they just, yeah. for some reason, give me headaches immediately. But this guy is getting girls just, I, I supposedly there was a rumor Sierra and him hooked up, but now he's a Kristen Cavallari. And you can see in the smile on those Instagram photos, you need to go see he's like posting. And I'm just like, <coughs> Kristen, man, like what? I, I just, and then I'm like, I just so weird to me. You know me. what? She, it seems like maybe she's going through like a Courtney Kardashian phase where she feels young again and she wants to feel young yes. again. It's like, Good for her. I'm all for it. You know, Austin sucks, but it's like, I just like, oh, and the Jay Cutler stuff with Kristen. So you guys, Jay Cutler, the divorce cannot be finalized, you guys, because now Jay Cutler wants a piece of her company. He wants a piece of her company. Jay Cutler, the NFL quarterback, wants a piece of what's her company called? Um, oh, wait, I can't like, remember now. Like, is it like James May? Yeah, it's no, no, not, not a Kristen, it's, it, but it is something like that. Um, oh, oh my God, what is it? it? It's so, it is something. It's like, oh, wait, also before we move on really fast while we're talking about yeah. um, Summer House, Winter Charm, Lucky Charms, whatever. Yeah. Um, Carl isn't on it. I have to retract my statement. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say. I, yeah, yeah. I misspoke. Carl's not on it. I was so certain Carl was on it. And then when I was hanging out with Lindsay, she I, she was like, oh, yeah. And so Carl wasn't. I was like, wait, I literally told everyone that Carl was on Winter House. She was like, sorry, guys. You need I've, to take that back. I've never, I've never said that this podcast was accurate. Her company, you guys, is called un, <laughs> un, Uncommon James. Uncommon. Oh, Uncommon James. 
My God, by the way, I'm I'm common, right? What is James May? Is that like Blake Lively? No, no, style? no, James, no, James May is Kristen Doty's t-shirt company. Oh yeah. It's James May, yeah. All I They're all the uh, fucking same. I got fired from Vanderpump Rules and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. That's the t-shirt <laughs> she should make. Um, so I just guys, I just don't get it. Like I don't get the Austin thing because I mean, even the fact that Sophie's rewriting history and trying to make him a quote unquote bad boy, the guy can't even, like, he's not a bad boy. Like bad boys don't have a comb over. Like, I know, bad no, boys... he's just like, no, but not a bad boy. Like the like tattoos bad boy. He's like the, the waspy asshole who's going to like, you know. Uh, well, he's the, he's another one of those that... bullies in an 80s film that like a golf bully that like. Yeah, exactly. Him. He's the villain at the, at the ski resort. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he's the guy that's like, I bet you can't go down that hill in 4.5 seconds like I can. And then, then, then he's like, he's the guy that's also in the scene of like talking about the girl and the yeah, girl's Kate. around. And then the nerdy guy gets, he's like, he's like, I'll do anything I want her. Every hole is mine. And the, uh, the nerdy guy hears it and he's in love with her. And he's like, why doesn't that girl love me? That guy's a dude. Winner gets Kate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're skiing for papers today for that girl. We're racing for pinks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is so dead on what I think Austin is like. Because I've read interviews with Austin where now he thinks he's like a he's like an old pro at reality. He's like, you see what we did in season six is very is very interesting, and a lot of people don't see what behind the scenes is happening. I know oh. he's so annoying. I'm sorry for I'm sorry for <laughs> trying to rewrite history. He's so fucking annoying. I agree that he sucks. I'm just saying that like. He's the type of douchey that, like, when you're drunk and you're like, he's tall and douchey that, like, I would be attracted oh, to. Like, Whereas Craig would be like, "Hey, how's it going?" By the way, this You're is about- when, I, when I start going to bars again. I'm gonna just come in around 1:30 on stilts and just see which drunk girl. Like that guy's really tall. That guy's on exactly this. Brian. You, by the way, the Cirque du Soleil people must clean up, you know, around drunk women, like. Holy shit, that guy's 80 feet tall. That also um, is like under false circumstances. You're consenting under false circumstances if you consent to make out with this person and then he takes off his stilt. Oh, <laughs> kind of like that Sex in the City episode. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I wonder if it's also both ways of like really tall or really short. I heard a lot of women, and this is like, and no joke, said they would definitely uh, bang Peter Dinklage. Like without a doubt. Like that oh, guy has yeah. swagger. Yes, it absolutely, exactly. I mean, like I even, well, and I want to bring this up. I don't know if you know of this. I used to, I was obsessed with this. This is how long I've enjoyed weird pop culture. I think it was about 12 or 13 years ago. There is a movie and I, I, I've talked about it on this podcast before called Tiptoes. And this is before like we, this movie would not be able to be made now. Gary Oldman and Matthew McConaughey star in this movie with Kate Beckinsdale and Gary Oldman plays a little person. I'm not joking. This isn't a comedy movie. There's, it's a dramedy. Gary Oldman needs to be canceled already. He sucks. But no, no, he I mean, but, but he, but think of it. If you're an actor, you're like, that's the ultimate acting challenge as a regular sized man. Yeah. Play and the preview. You guys, I've watched the movie. It's not worth it, but the preview is worth watching. It's two and a half minutes, and they shoot. Oh my god! I'm of, looking at. I'm looking at it right now. Oh yes, my god! It's not a joke. I thought it was a made up thing for like like a thirty rock fake movie, and it's a real movie that like real people are involved with. Wait, I'm 
crying it's, at the still of him sitting on a couch where they clearly put like a ventriloquist doll like yes with just his head his head <sighs> the special effect by the way this they the special effects the special effects were not there to really make this truly believe. Like if George Lucas could get his hands on this thing, it would be eventually it there will be an update. Maybe. But this movie actually, this is definition of so bad it's good. It, it got made, and this movie they tried to bury, and then it kind of popped up about twelve years ago, where I think it was on Defamer. Uh, that's how I found it. Was like they did in an article, but this movie is insane but just you don't need to watch the movie just watch the trailer but you'll think you're watching a sketch you'll think you're watching like a saturday night live sketch that's uh, it's, so scarjo of him so but anyways i i just guys just i know they're tall but like think about the whole pack i mean i know you younger types oh yeah what? so i well it's funny because i i <laughs> Uh oh! What did you do with the tall man? Is that what you're about I think to say? I hear my TV being set up. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm so excited. But um, yes. Um, your TV's talking because it's already. Oh, it's ready. Yep. Yay! 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 And all like the apps are showing, or I can search for the apps and stuff. Yeah, Okay, perfect. Um, in the cable and stuff? Huh? The cable and everything? Uh, yeah, I the HDMI cable and the power, which I think was the only thing connecting the old TV, so. Perfect. Should be all you need if you need to have Wi-Fi to get you to put that information in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can handle that Wi-Fi um, thing. And I think your lamp is pretty good. Uh, <gasps> oh, he fixed my lamp, Brian. Oh, wow. They really are. <laughs> Let's uh, give a qu quick shout out to TaskRabbit. They're not a sponsor yet, but. <laughs> I'm Dan was listening and he was like, that sounds really, it, the podcast sounds really interesting. He's like, I yeah. want to check it out. Five stars on Apple podcast, Dan. Thank you in advance. I don't use Apple either. I just use Spotify. So I like never even look at reviews. You guys are just hurting us. The independent artists. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ryan. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Dan was great. Everyone, Dan on task. Everybody Dan in New York on task rabbit. Yeah, he's great with the. <laughs> I would yeah, give you five stars, no Dan. Other Dan. Um, I don't want to like dox him on this podcast. Oh, sorry. Never mind. His name's <laughs> his name's Stan. Stan. <laughs> but um, yeah, great job. I have a TV again. I have a TV again. Yeah. Swipe up. I'm gonna take a percentage now. But um oh yeah, of course. Yeah, it's right there. Um wait, ask him if he's taking number one or two. Wait, did Lindsay use your bathroom when she was there? Yes. Oh and they both did. Jason did too. Together? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, where 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 were we actually? We were um I can't remember. Oh, we were talking Sorry. about the uh, tiptoes. We were talking about little people. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. And Gary then okay. Oldman. Yeah, like always. We're always talking at Gary Oldman every week, you know. Um, so uh Kristen Cavallari is obviously going through something, but I think that's great. I think it's good to like sow your wild oats after a divorce, which she obviously but th that was it. So Jay Cutler. That is such a dick move because Jay Cutler has more money than Kristen Cavallari. So that really is just kind of shitty. Okay. Yes and no. 
Okay, so, why no? Because I think what Jay is kind of um, making a case for is that he invested so much capital. A lot of what she built couldn't have been built without the the capital that he provided for her. So I think that like, like legally there is a case for it that he funded so much of this project for her and probably lost a lot of money in the process, just like all small business owners, you know, um, that he's kind of like trying to take part of what's his, what he feels like is his. And, you know, you can see it either way. Cause it's like, Hey, he's set for life. He played in the NFL. At the same time, it's like, you know, when you're spending as much money as I'm sure those two have spent over the years. Well, I'm just wondering how reaction, is this a reaction to potential rumors of Kristen Cavallari having flings? Like, I wonder how petty it is. Like, you're making sense with what you're saying, but I do wonder if there's a pettiness to it of, I just saw you in a blog with uh, Numbnuts who's 6'6". I'm going to try to get your money now, you know? Oh, you think it's kind of like revenge part of it? Well, I do think there is a certain kind of nastiness to rich people's divorces that poor like people like me did not have to go through. If oh, I yeah, where money is involved, you know? where money is involved, it becomes like you know. Like, I mean, that's the mother of his ki- children too. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I think you know. It sounds like it just wasn't a great divorce, and we saw it play out on the show also. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Dan. You too. You know it's a great divorce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I will definitely be leaving you a five-star review. You I too. won't. I use Spotify. Um, there, was that a meet cute? Was there a connection there? What's going on? Is Mrs. Ross, are you listening? We almost got it. We almost got her. Uh, okay, anyways. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. So, anyways, um, no, I just, I think those divorces, like the Bill Gates divorce, or uh, I wanted to actually bring up Elon Musk in terms of billionaires as well. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash 
credit card. Guys, I am pleased to announce that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Um, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I take mental health very seriously. It's something I realize that I have to work at on a daily basis. Now, that might be uh, going out and exercising. Uh, it might be starting your own podcast so you can talk out loud. Or it might be seeing industry professionals. And that's what BetterHelp does. BetterHelp will assess your needs and they're going to match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can start communicating in under 48 hours. No, it's not a crisis line. It's not that. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling done securely online. Um, now, I have visited many therapists over the years, and I have never tried one online until BetterHelp. And I have to tell you, it's amazing. I wish I had known about this years ago. Now, there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. In fact, during uh, this past year, it has been so impossible to see somebody in person. Um, but their service, BetterHelp, is available for clients worldwide. You can log in to your account anytime. You can send a message to your counselor and you will get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions if you don't want somebody seeing your face. If you're a little tired of the Zoom, you can even just do phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. You guys, I when I used to have a job, I would leave my job for my break, rush over to my therapist, sit in the waiting room, <laughs> wait for my turn, go there, and then have to fight LA traffic all the way back to work. I don't have to do that any longer with BetterHelp. So BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. And I love this part. Uh, I love this part. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is even available. So BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash so bad. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Guys, I'm telling you, I do this. This means something to me. I know it could mean something to you. Please give it a shot. So, in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So, that means you can get somebody at a moment's notice. That is so important. Our mental health is so important. And this is just, this is a great part. Special offer for So Bad It's Good listeners. You guys can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash so bad. That's betterhelp.com forward slash S-O-B-A-D. The one last thing I'll say is just go visit the website. Just do that one small step. I'm telling you, you're going to like what you see. And I think you'll take the next step to join. I had a story about because and Bill Gates is like, just here, take all of this. Like he's like, yeah. just, okay, take that. And same with Jeff Bezos was he just gave like half of it, like right off the top. And he's already made that money back during the pandemic. Elon Musk, uh, do you know the hacker uh, group anonymous? Yes. 
So they wear the Guy Fox masks and they went yeah. after Scientology. And, and sometimes I really like them in terms of like the people they go after. They have now set their sights on Elon Musk because Elon Musk is single-handedly tanking Bitcoin. Like he is saying that him, that him and Bitcoin, their, their union is over potentially. And Bitcoin let like lost, like, I think it was like 7% of its overall value or something like that. But anonymous is like, uh, anonymous uses it and says, Elon, you are against the working man, which by the way, I don't know what, how, what working man is like all into Bitcoin. Like, is it, is Bitcoin like the working man's currency now? Well, I think cryptocurrency in general is like a lot of, you know, working class people are using it as a way to like, you know, when you think of get rich quick schemes, there aren't a lot of things that can get you rich quicker than like the stock market or cryptocurrency when you're like good at it. Yeah. I'm not good at that shit. I don't know anything about the stock market or cryptocurrency. Like I, but I'm jealous of people who do, but anyway, it's like, yeah, if you're kind of like manipulating that stuff that affects like, you know, if if I don't know anything about the stock market, but say shares of something goes down from like, yeah. you know, $50 to like, you know, $10 and to Elon Musk, that's nothing. But like to someone that could be, you know, something they invested their entire livelihood in. And I can see, I mean, again, I don't know how any of this shit works, but yeah, I can see that, you know, when Elon Musk is kind of like manipulating, however, yeah. he may be doing it and it's affecting, you know, a lot of these regular people that are just trying to like make money and just trying to like, you know, invest and see what sticks. And he's already been in trouble uh, the last couple of years with the Securities Commission because of his tweets in like he, you know, he's tanked. um you know, his, his Tesla stocks at times, you know, and like he, the, the board of Tesla has begged him, like he gets fined now every time he does this, but this is potential stock market manipulation, things that he is involved with, even aside from cryptocurrency. But Elon is just a very interesting thing. And also the grimes of it all. Now you guys, he has a kid. Uh, I can't pronounce the kid's name because it's a bunch of fucking symbols. Ew, ew. And it's, and Grimes posted, I think it was like a Lindsay uh, going gag. Remember you guys in Summer House when Lindsay was wasted and she was like gag gag. And the and the closed captioning. I love just picturing the people typing it out. By the way, uh I love there's the closed captioning person who does uh keeping up with the Kardashians. I love whoever does that. They uh rain Courtney's uh like Courtney's hor horrific child. I know Rain I'm will I'm scared of her kids. The clips oh, I'm scared of Rain. Her they're, of her kids, they're really scary. But the closed captioning for Rain said, Rain babbling. And I was like, yes, Rain, like, rain babbling oh nonsensically. Does, uh, it, it, does Rain, like, punch her in the face? Yes, and, like, Rain. And the they had to cut Rain's, like, long Mowgli hair because it, it, like, it was, like, too on, on the point. Like, we... Like he's scarier now with the buzz cut because you don't see him coming. He looks like a cute kid, but with the long hair, you're like, this kid's why this kid's been raised in the jungle, you know? But it just turns out he was raised by Courtney Kardashian. Well, and by the way, I, I mean, I know we're jumping all over the place. That's what we do. Real quick, Grimes though, and she was on TikTok and she posted this thing. Did you watch this about AI and socialism? But it kind of like Oh yeah. 
what I note, like this is just allegedly what I allegedly think of this thing. It's like when I used to watch uh, people that I knew that were high on certain substances and they thought they were being brilliant. And they're shouting, and she's like, I, she like, there was a lot of jaw work. And she was like, wouldn't it be cool if AI, AI would actually help us. And that's real socialism. And like, she was like, thought it was, I mean, it was so, and it, I, I've talked about this multiple times on the pod, how we fill in the blanks for pop culture. So you see something like that. And then my head goes into fan fiction mode where I'm like, is she just in Elon Musk's basement of his like mega mansion, just with all the primo drugs and is just like, think she's coming up with like solutions for the world. Yeah. But, like, but I mean, that's totally what I fill in the blanks from what I see. Yeah. But anyways, uh, Courtney Kardashian just this week, closed on a $12.3 million mansion in Palm Springs, you guys. They are own, They are now investing so heavily into Palm Springs. But the, the house was sold on May 27th, and she moved in this week. It was turnkey where all the furniture came with the house. So all she had to do was pay the $12.3 million, and she, it was Instagram ready by this weekend for her to post on Instagram. Isn't that, isn't that an amazing use of money? Uh, I'm, I get, you know, you know what I've been through with my new apartment and the furniture situation. Guess who's not having a jackfruit fly thing over there. Like Kourtney Kardashian. (laughs) I get so jealous when I hear about people moving into like fully furnished, like didn't Katie Maloney and Tom Schwartz do that? Obviously, because they're too. Yeah. yeah, And Jackson, Brittany had a, the. Yeah. I. I get jealous because I'm like, oh my God, that's so much easier. In theory, I would want to decorate a place because I actually looked at looked at her house and obviously it's stunning, but it's like the, cl- oh, sorry. I just got distracted by the sky outside. It's really pretty. But, <laughs> um, giant swarm of bees headed to you. <laughs> seriously. I know that was like traumatizing, but um, it's just like, you know, the modern, like boring, minimalist, like celebrity, they all have the same looking houses now. It's I, so I get, boring. If I were rich, I would make like, you know, a really like cozy, like, you know, like really maybe like opulent, like fancy feeling like everything is just minimal. It's yeah. just like straight lines everywhere. Like everything's white. I'm like, it's just boring. Yeah, it it truly is like the I mean, it's a good hang pad or when I see those houses, I'm like, oh, that's like a, a VRBO or Verbo, as everybody likes to say, like it, it doesn't you don't get the sense of any personality behind the house. Like I grew up in Kansas yeah. and like, you know, like the Midwestern kind of feel of a home or having books displayed besides big coffee table art books that, you know, like Mason Disick isn't flipping through at Courtney's house. Like it's just weird that yeah. there is so like it, it it's the most money you could ever pay for these things yet there is no heart to it i would swim the fuck out in that pool though i would love to swim yeah. in that pool whenever oh my god whenever i see their freaking like huge backyards with pools like as a person who lives in that's, new york oh my that's god that's the coolest I, part of it that's the yeah. when cuz there's these you guys there's these the the screen doors there's no screen doors or like they actually open so it's just like one floor that just kind of flows into the pool area which is amazing but then then you just imagine like just courtney and travis are just boning everywhere in that place and i don't know what they do though when paparazzi aren't around (laughs) yeah by the way what if they are completely they're like okay okay cameras hop on courtney hop on that's like Uh, how i picture it now (laughs) 
I always have made, not made fun, but like, I just don't understand the fully tatted look. But then I did that uh, Instagram filter that's going around. Uh, I think it's like Rampage or something today. And I got to tell you, like, I think I look better with face tattoos. Like it is now on the, it's, it, I'm up for discussions on face tattoos now. Like I thought I was like, this is like a different way to spend the remaining years of my life potentially with a face tattoo. Yeah, you should do it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What if, hey, what if, I should I should do a Facebook poll first though, or no? I should do an Instagram are you, poll. I, you're not like an American Horror Story person, are you? The show. I did. I did the first. I love the first season, and then I saw the you second season. The show. No. Well, that was the one I think I stopped on with the clown. Oh. I was like, this is so. I was like, this is just gory for the sake of being gory. It was so scary. But one of the scenes, this is unrelated to anything. I'm sorry. I'm just like ADD today in every way possible. But um, one of the scenes that has stuck with me forever from American Horror Story is this. This is so not important or related to anything. Yes, it but, is, Sophie. Don't say but that. But on Freak Show, this girl was hooking up with one of the freaks in the Freak Show. And she was like this teenage girl. And she was having a love affair with one of like the freaks who was like this good looking guy. But he was born with a deformity. So in the 50s, when the show took place, he was in the Freak Show. So her dad was mad that she was like, you know, hooking up with the freak. And so he was like, if you want to be in the freak show, fine. So he, he drugged her. And while she was drugged, he tattooed her entire face with scales and split her tongue like a lizard. So she had to be the lizard girl and join the freak show. That's kind of weirdly romantic, though, if you think about it. Like, right? Like, that's... It worked out for her. Like, it ended up... And then, you know, the dad, like, he ended up getting tarred and feathered later on in the show, which was good. Like, it happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Evan, Evan Peters is on those, right? American Horror Story. Speaking of Evan Peters, good segue. Wait, to what? To Mary of Easton? going to talk about how I successfully... I am, I am. But I wanted to lead into that by saying... I have a friend that said Evan Peters has not looked hotter than he has in Mayor of Easttown. He was I, really but see, I thought, see that to me, Evan Peters is the, he, I feel like he played like an Austin from Southern Charm character. He was just doofy. He was like, Mayor, you're not here for me, are you? You just want on the case, Mayor. I thought he like was a mentally challenged gentleman. No, and evil. don't say that. He was sweet. Anyways, I did not, but then, she was like, she was like that. She was like, this is, th he's never been this hot. And I'm not like a big follower of Evan Peters career, but I did not think he, I just, I guess what I, the whole podcast now is being based around. I don't understand what you ladies think is hot anymore. It's either Travis right. Parker, Evan Peters, tall guys. Okay. I will say about Evan Peters specifically that when you watch him on American Horror Story, because I really don't know what else he is in besides American Horror Story, Mayor of Easttown. Like, what else is he in? Didn't he get Julia Roberts' niece pregnant? No, she's pregnant with someone else. That's oh, not no. Poor... They were, were in a relationship. Emma, Emma, Roberts. Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts, yeah, were, yeah. That's not, yeah, not anymore. She, like, was abusive to him. But oh, oh, wow. in American Horror Story, you really see how, like, deeply talented he is. Which is not like, oh my God, I'm so like intellectually attractive, like talented actors. He just like is attractive. He can always like, just like any role, any character, give it to him and he'll kill it. Like there's one season of American Horror Story where he plays a ghost from the 1800s in the hotel with Lady Gaga that season. He's like a ghost. And then like in another season, he's like a, 
a cult leader who is like a suburban, like teenage, like, I don't know what the word is, delinquent. Like he, every season he has like this weird angle to what his character is and he always kills it. He's just like a really talented guy. Just like, yeah, he's attractive too. He's hot. Well, anyway, the the Mayor of Easttown finale was last week and Sophie nailed it with the theory. I mean, I credit Stephen King mainly, but Sophie uh, nailed it. And I got to say, I really, I loved it. I loved the season finale. I, I really did like it. Yeah. Did you like it? I, I loved it. I thought it was that that kind of thing. And I said, I was like, if it ends up being John Ross, it's going to be disappointing. And that's why when, you know, you see how they, at the beginning, it's like John Ross is caught and you're like, there's still an hour left. This is not how it's going to end. Otherwise, this is a really fucking disappointing finale. So you know right away that it's not going to be John Ross. It's like they let they let you believe that you solved it for a week. And I'm such a rube though, where I'm like, when they said John Ross, I'm like, well, we got that wrapped up. Let's, uh, I guess we're going to see some scenes with Mayor just enjoying herself around town. Like I was like, well, that that's quick. So I guess we'll just finish up these uh, scenes and, you know, catch up with everybody. And then, well, and then I was like, what? Oh my God. I, I'm the guy that totally believes all you of it. You really thought, you were like, oh, well, we're just going to see like the conclusion. And yeah. Get- I mean, I mean, like maybe Mayor goes on vacation, like at a Sandals resort. No, that would have been so, you would have, the episode would have ended at that point. And you would have been like, well, that was boring. Yeah. Like no. they had to come out with a twist like that. And it How- was like, a good twist that ended up making sense. At the same time, like a lot of things had to kind of fall into place. For this specific scenario, it's like a little far-fetched, but it was like super satisfying. No, and 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 I loved, I found out somebody had sent me the clip of uh, why Guy Pierce took that role. It was a favor to Kate Winslet. I thought that was like, it was a favor to Kate Winslet. Guy Pierce was the boyfriend. Boyfriend. Who's actually has a movie career. So it was like very, like it was weird why he took that role. And Kate Winslet called in a favor that I thought was amazing. But hats off to HBO Max. I do want to mention one thing. I want to know if anybody else notices this. I am in love with HBO Max. I think the content is so great right now. They keep coming up with amazing things. I know the Gossip Girl reboot's about to hit. So a lot of you guys probably are into that. But the thing that drives me absolutely batshit crazy is if you pause rewind or fast forward on hbo max it doesn't give you a time marker at first like you do you know what i'm saying like if you pause like your regular tv i've been watching hbo max on my computer for like the longest time oh well if you pause it on tv you have to literally rewind or fast forward to see where you are in the time thing. But one of my weird things is when I watch Netflix or something, I'll hit pause cause, or I'll just hit, hit the button. Cause I want to see where I'm at and how much longer I have left. And yeah. HBO max, you don't have the ability to do that unless you rewind or fast forward. I know it's a small thing. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's a small thing, you're but it watching. bothers me. You're listening. Yeah, please. I mean, HBO max, you're on notice. You're on notice. Sophie will end your lives over at HBO Max if you don't. Um, uh, Sophie, did you watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? No, but I was reading about it. Oh my God, what is wrong with you? I know, I'm really sorry. It's because I just, I just have not had a TV. Well, now, okay, so now you- I've been watching some things on my computer, but like, it just doesn't feel worth it right now. Like I just haven't had time. But I will, and I've been reading about. It. I've been reading up the Sutton and Crystal drama, so I'm like caught up. Just Kathy consider- Hilton is a a G damn star. This yeah. lady just speaks in catchphrases. She's yeah. wacky, and I want to point out once again, it's all right. Like when I say I like these people, or when anybody says they like somebody, I'm not taking into account their entire life. 
I'm taking into account these three episodes, literally three weeks of a show. And I'm like, from watching these shows, most of my life now, not most, but like a good portion of my life, this person is killing it. Now, I don't know what she would do if you gave her a like, she's like great flavoring right now, a nice seasoning. I don't know what she would do with a, a huge scene or a plot line to herself, but I, I think she is such a breath of fresh air and gives Beverly Hills huge new life. And it also balances the weight of these big conversations they're having between Sutton and Crystal and Garcelle and Kyle. I think that kind of stuff is exactly what this needs. I want to point out another thing. I've mentioned this last week and I, I was on uh, Sarah Galley's podcast this week and she disagreed with me, but Erica Jane, you guys, she knows something's about to go down because she is acting like a salt of the earth woman. And by that, I mean, she's like, you know me, I just love my fast food. Tom was getting Morton's for the last, you know, every day for three months. She's bringing up Tom nonstop and she's acting like I eat the foods hot. I eat honey. She's not, doesn't have her glam there. She it's like the, it's the most average she's looked in years on that show. And you're going to tell me that's all just coincidence. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I think that, you know, this was something that was happening for a while when they, when they, you know, got Tom Girardi, it was already like a, you know, he had been doing this for decades, like decades. I oh, yeah. And I, I also think that a lot of Erica, you know, for the entire time she's been on Beverly Hills, she's been just like a kind of a fake and phony person. Well, yeah. I mean, she's all substance over, I mean, style over substance. Correct. I mean, you she know. Is, you know, Erica Jane, she has like a whole like, um, glam squad. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just think, you know, she's, she's a horrible person. And I think, you know, what her and Tom, she clearly knew. And I think, you know, what that kind of crime that they were doing and stealing money for her to continue to show off you know, all of her like luxury shit and luxury lifestyle when they were actually stealing money from like burn victims and plane crash victims. And it's like the lowest of the low. Like, I just think it's so gross. Well, see, and that's the funny thing is that I think when it comes to this and even with Jen Shaw as well, is that I want, I really want to hear, I want to hear the case laid out. It does not look good for either of them from what I've read so far. Um, And it's all right. Like I can have opinions and I can have a, like I'm not adding Erica Jane and going, how dare you? I know a lot of other people are, but I'm curious to hear what the defense is, but I do want to like normalize the fact that sometimes people are just guilty. Some, you know, like people do make mistakes, not mistakes. People do. um, People know when they commit a crime. You know, people know right. when they're, but guess what's really awesome? Like money. You know, if you, if you have everything paid for you, that that's like a really, that's so powerful. And I think people, people forget about that. Like, you know, it's like you be offered millions of dollars and everything that you could ever want and all of this stuff, fame and, and see where you are on that Richter scale of telling the truth and being a solid, good person. I think a lot of people potentially well, money, I think, yeah, money corrupts everyone. Yeah. Everyone. So it's like, you know, Erica at first could have gone in with like good intentions with, you know, her marriage to Tom was probably, you know, a genuine marriage. And, you know, when I think, you know, from what we have seen, it's very clear that she has been trying to keep up with this lifestyle, trying to keep money hidden instead of giving it back. And I think that shows a lack of conscience. 
So I think once you're caught and once you're like, you realize, oh, this is wrong. Like there are people calling me out for this because this is actually really wrong. I shouldn't be stealing money from people who deserve it. She is still trying to hide money. Like that is what I think is just disturbing about her is that she doesn't seem to have a conscience because yes, like everyone, like money, money does corrupt everyone. That's why people love to think about, you know, like, I'm not going to be like, talk about, I don't know, anything controversial or political or whatever it is, but it's like, in theory, like whatever it is, grime socialism, yeah, whatever it is, it sounds great, but there will always be the people at the top that, you know, they, it's, it's part of human nature to want to keep money to yourself and hoard but also if I just find that fast, it's fascinating. There's a sick fascination with celebrity or wanting, I mean, even me doing this podcast, like I always say, there's a fascination with wanting to be heard and wanting to be known. And I think that also is like, these people have such big egos that they never like add things up. They never go down the line of like, okay, well, this would lead to that. This would lead to that. I just don't, that's the part I don't understand. And, and we're seeing a lot of, in real housewives of New York as well uh, this season where I think there's just a lot of girls, not a lot of ladies, not listening to each other, but also their egos. Like Luann, I just feel like this past episode, you guys know that. And by the way, I do a full recap, a solo recap of New York on my Patreon. If you want to go hear that, but Luann is so absorbed with her ego that she can't actually hear somebody else's thoughts. And to me, that is like, you know, when somebody's that prideful and they think they are that right you're always wrong. Like it's like the worst thing to have an ego sometimes. I can't remember where I was reading this, but it was, it was interesting. It was, it's kind of like a chicken or the chicken or the egg conundrum where it's like, what came first, like the personality disorder or reality TV. It's like just so many of these reality TV stars clearly have some sort of like, whether it's narcissism or like even sociopathy. So, so, so I don't know how you're supposed to say that. Another word I don't know how to pronounce out loud. Uh, I think you pronounce it Zaniacs. Um, yes. so, but you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I think that reality TV exacerbates some of these like narcissistic qualities. It really makes them think that they are like true A-list celebrities. Well, sometimes. we celebrate them so hard. We celebrate them so insanely hard, yeah, but it's part of it. Yeah. But it, but at the same time, we will turn on you on a dime. Like Sutton was the queen. And then Sutton, you'll see if you watch these episodes, by the end of this episode, people are like, fuck you, Sutton. Fuck. My, my mom was watching today and uh, she said, uh, Sutton was talking about not, not seeing color, not seeing race. And my mom was like, yeah, you are. You can only see your race. My mom just said that out of nowhere. And I was like, that's genius. Like that really is true. Like Sutton's ego is like, yeah, she definitely can see race. She's, she only can see her own, you know? Yeah. I thought that- like Sutton is so like, oh my God, please, please. And again, I haven't like watched, um, I haven't watched like any of this new season because I haven't had, yeah. I, I haven't had a TV. So this is just from what I've been reading. But it seems like Sutton is so caught up in like, oh my God, please don't think I'm racist. Like she's so like on the defense about not appearing racist that she comes across as racist. But I think that's an important storyline because I feel like a lot of, uh, a lot of people in America are potentially the same way. So I think this is a great highlight of like, oh shit, this is a potent, this is a really bad look, you know, like this is, I, I think it is actually a really important 
thing to show. And I, that's why I love the balance right now in Beverly Hills. New York is so unbalanced right now. They're having like all these weird conversations, including one about Leah being sex positive and saying, and Ramona is like, I see the W and the P and the D and the D. And I just don't, I don't care. Like I, I, I'm so. Are you over Leah? Is your crush? Do you still have a crush on Leah? No, I mean, it's, it's, oh, you're over well, it. no, 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 no. I mean, I'm not, I, here's the deal. I, I'm, I keep saying I'm giving Leah grace. Everybody says, give grace. I'm giving grace. I'll see how it goes. Uh, but I don't, she's like saying shocking things to try to get a rise when it's like, I don't know. Like I just, I've never been that person. Well, I, I guess I'm that person sometimes on the podcast, but I've never been like, I'm not going into situations with like older people and going, dick pussy vagina like i'm i'm whispering because my mom's listening but you know like i'm not i'm not in there like saying all these things to like shock older people and i think maybe i don't know leah it just feels like it's not genuine and she's trying to start things you know and it it just it's it's coming off so forced and it makes me worry about leah more than like champion her you know yeah, no, exactly. It's like, I feel like that's why it, not only New York has gone so downhill, but just all of the franchises, because they're so worried about how they'll be perceived. And they want to be perceived, and they want to have the fans on their side. And it's now become just so produced. And um, yeah, it's definitely like, a sign of the times we're in that, you know, when Real Housewives was first, you know, airing like originally in 2007 or whatever it was and Twitter wasn't a thing yet, or maybe it was, but it wasn't really what it is today, obviously. And now fan reactions are such a big part of like, you know, what happens. Yeah. But I think it is interesting how quickly, you know, everyone turns they, you know, like, I'm not caught up because the TV yeah. How many times God. am I going to mention TV? God, TV. You're well, you're being paid off by big TV too. Exactly. But like Sutton and um, Leah, you know, they went from having people really love them and now they're like, oh shit. And like, I think it'll be interesting. Sutton already issued an apology, but it'll be interesting yeah. to see. Leah's kind of been relatively quiet, but it is usually with people that has have big egos, they'll fight it. They'll be like, you don't like it? Screw you, you know? So it'll be interesting yeah. to see what Leah says from this. A couple small hits as we start wrapping up a little bit, which is, it's never enough time, you guys. Uh, Shane Dawson, the YouTube uh, YouTuber, supposedly he has been uh he has not retired but he took a long break after he there was a whole lot of horrible accusations based on his actual work were brought up about uh troublesome content that he produced he is supposedly making a comeback with a free britney documentary uh well, that i which is just in my opinion I read some of you like, oh, great. Like another dude trying to make money off of Britney. Do you, do you have any awareness of Shane Dawson? Yeah. He sucks. He's like <laughs> a human being. And yeah, it's just like so messed up that it's just another man trying to exploit Britney for money. Like it's just, it's so backwards and fucked up. And I hope he, I mean, the early signs are that, you know, he's going to get a lot of backlash for it. And who knows? It might just be a rumor. Like yeah. it's not, there hasn't been like an official press release or anything. It's just some death noodles or whatever that account is on Twitter could have just made it up. Like, I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, hopefully it's not true because it's disgusting. But I also think we are coming up on another uh, part of the Britney trial where she remember she requested to speak. 
So it'll be interesting to see when that happens. I think that might be sometime in June, yeah. actually. Um, yeah. I'm pretty uh, sure it's coming up this month. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Here is somebody that exists only because of pop culture uh, and would not, I don't think, have existed 30 years ago. But uh, I know Sophie liked this photo today. But uh, M. Rada, um, who we know from the uh, Blurred Lines music video, and, and she pretty much just gets makes her money off doing daily mail, like swimsuit, but she had a child and there's a picture of her holding this child. And it's like the child's neck isn't supported at all. It's like a rag doll. And it's like, she's in a bikini, which I'm like, what, what, where, what are we, what's, what's the, are we, is this, what are we doing here? What is it? I used to be such an Emirata apologist and I used to really love her because I really like her style. I love her essay. She wrote about owning your own image. She's a good writer. She's a good writer and she has good style. And, you know, I liked her, you know, political leanings and activism. Um, but she has become insufferable since having a baby insufferable. And it's not, I know that like, you know, that sounds misogynistic, but let me explain. It is the fact that, yes, it's always about, if you look at that like photo set that we're talking about, it's so clear that all she cares about is showing off her body in that photo with her baby. And the baby is just a prop to wear her, like her swim line. And yeah, she turned the comments off, but yeah, I've, I've been really annoyed with her. Like just the way that she has been showing off her body her postpartum body in a way that I think is really like damaging because she does not have the normal postpartum body her body is like insane the fact that she just gave birth you know recently but that's not the average experience and I don't know I feel like it's she loves getting all the compliments and the oh my god how does your body look like that after just having a baby she knows everyone's gonna freak out about her body but it is weird how you play both sides of that that fence of like you know people are ogling my body to like feminist the way that she and I think it actually is like there is something about you know women owning their sexuality is absolutely feminist but I also think you know constantly commodifying yourself like just to satisfy the male gaze or whatever it is like constantly constant and the way that like this sounds weird and there are just a lot of like I'm not a mom. I'm not trying to mom shame, mom shame, but like there are a lot of like Becca from The Bachelor, you know, was getting flack because she told a story about how she breastfed her baby and had sex with her husband at the exact same time. Oh, like, not okay. Like that is, I think that there's something really weird about there's some in Hilaria, Hilaria Baldwin, she uh, yeah. loves to sexualize breastfeeding. There is something that I feel like is kind of like there's some sort of fetish that I think some women get on Instagram from like and normalized breastfeeding. Absolutely. But I think that sometimes people take it too far and, and make it sexual. And I think that the way that M. Rada has done it, she at times has like put like a, a sticker over her nipple in her Instagram story. So people have to like click on it like. while she's breastfeeding it's like she's trying to like sexualize the nipple part of her breastfeeding it's like you know that your followers are mostly horny dudes because that's your you know that's who you cater to so it like it just feels I don't know I just I think it's something I try to it's fascinating in the sense of and this is kind of in the Kardashian land as well of you know like you said commodifying your your body how do you then pivot uh 
to something else? Like, how do you pivot to mommy blogging, but also try to uh, assuage your your horny male audience or your, you know, it's very interesting of of that thing of like, how firm is the foundation of your celebrity? You know, will people yeah. really follow you to this next thing? And I wonder sometimes how thought out this all is. And I wonder, and it, that's why when seeing those pictures of a baby's unsupported head, I sometimes wonder, hey, is she really in it? Like, is she kind of bummed she's a mom now? Like, I couldn't, you know, you sometimes wonder like, uh, is this like about mothering or is this about you, you know? Right. That's why, it, yeah, that, that photo set in particular, I immediately was like, okay, I noticed she turned the comments off and then I ran to Twitter and saw that she was getting eviscerated on Twitter for it. Oh, was she? There was a photo. You can see when you swipe through the photos that it looks like someone off camera is like, hold up the baby's head. <laughs> Sorry. So in the last photo, she's finally supported his head. And I'm like, why couldn't she have just posted that one? And it's like, oh, "Oh, because you can't see her full body with her boobs and everything. She clearly chose the photos where she knew she, she, I mean, she was going to get backlash for it. Her her limp newborn baby is just, his head is just completely unsupported. But Oh my God. What if they turn around from the other angle and it's Renesme, that animatronic Renesme? That would be your dream. Um, that would uh speaking of Alaria Baldwin, I wanted to I I, I would be uh remiss to not, to not to mention that we have podcast wars happening. Alec and Hilaria Baldwin have announced they are doing a podcast about on by the way, honest parenting. Um and they are doing a podcast together. Uh it is called What's One More? LOL, you guys. They're they're joking about how many podcasts there are, but this is going to be a podcast about honest parenting. Um, Alec, of course, knows his way around a podcast and Alaria knows her way around attention. So it'll be very interesting. Like, I I don't know. I mean, this is the society we've made for ourselves, but it is so funny. The lack of being able to take an L. Yeah. It's, It's ego. Once again, it's ego. And it's really, yeah, it's interesting. And I really haven't been keeping up with her because she just posts too much. Like she is just insufferable and posting constantly. Um, but yeah, she just, she needs attention, like to breathe. Like yeah. she, it's, it's her oxygen. I see this about a lot of people. Like she's one of those people where like, she actually just needs attention to survive. Like, and yeah, no, it's, it's just another thing where she's trying to get attention. And I just don't think that she has very many like genuine follower followers left. I think that a lot of the people that follow her are just doing it to like, they think that she is like a wacky, like insane person. It is like, just so funny when Alec then leverages his own celebrity to save that of his wife. So it's like this weird, yeah. noble, noble thirst, if you will. I'm uh, curious what's going to happen with Alec's career because I feel like like even though it didn't it was more to do with his wife I feel like it did tarnish his image and like what has he been doing since all of this well I've heard Alec Baldwin talk uh, before and I, I read his book but it you know he has so many kids now he really does talk about like okay well I gotta I gotta pay for this I gotta pay for these you know the kids and so then you you see an interesting point in an older actor's career male or female but especially male where they start taking work for paychecks you know, because they will meet a quote and you're not able to do the prestige product projects. You wind up, I mean, and I'm not joking. You will, he, we will see Alec Baldwin in a Randall Emmett film in the next five years. Or it depends commercial. Like Lisa. Sorry, Rinna. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, lastly, Megan and Harry welcome baby girl Lilibet Diana, L-I-L-I-B-E-T. My old eyes, I read that and I was like, they named their kid Little Bet? I thought it was like a rap name. I was like, Little Bet? Dude, it's a really cute name. It I really is. Know. Yeah, it's cute. It's unique. It's like, it's still like regal sounding, but it's not like super stuffy. Yeah, Archie and Lily, those are like super cute names. Um, it is interesting to see it once again fires up the, not the debate, but like the hatred or the, the extreme support that this couple has, you know, you get all of these people throwing their opinions again. Uh, I mean, if you have a kid, I think that's just like, well, that's a blessing right there. And it should, the conversation should end there, but all of a sudden I'm seeing Piers Morgan giving thank pieces again. And he, you know, everybody then it just fires up these you know, this cottage industry of talking shit about Royals and especially that couple, you know? Yeah. I will say that sometimes it's kind of unclear if Megan and Harry want to live a normal life or if they want to like be, that's the thing. It's like, sometimes they do it to them when they're, they're like, Oh, we would just want privacy. And then it's like, there's always a press release about a new podcast, Netflix deal, whatever it is. So it's like, I think that, you know, sometimes they're like, I can see why they're oversaturated and people get annoyed of them. But when it comes to the British press and like Piers Morgan and people like ripping apart Megan for no reason and Harry, I mean, Harry annoys me. Harry's been annoying me lately, but Megan is still like my queen. Wait, like, what, did, Meghan, what did Harry do to you? What did you not like? his? I just think it's annoying. <laughs> Wait. You don't like gingers, do you? Wait. Ryan, isn't he like, is better help the, the one that he works for now? Oh, no, I think it's, I think it's the other one. TS talks. Right? Are Talk you space. sure? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. Wait, okay, I so love this out then. We don't want not, not big, um, big lover boy, but actually the British Royal family coming after us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, he's, Wait. he's, he's talk space. He's talk space. Oh, he is. I believe okay. so. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, no, I can talk shit about him all I want. Yeah, but it's no. it's really, oh, of course now he has like a new position, a fancy position at some company, like still using his name to like, and it's like I get it, they have to survive, but I'm still just like Prince Harry. I don't, I haven't forgotten about when you wore a swastika. Like yeah. I just well, that is true. That is, I mean, that, those things, those things, you know, it's really, I mean, especially that's that's a lasting scar for a lot of people when they see that kind of, uh, visual imagery. I mean, that's just, there's nothing funny yeah, about that. Like, of course now he's like skating through and getting all of these amazing opportunities. And then, you know, at the same time, it's like, well, you want to believe that people grow for real. You well, want to believe well, that people really grow, you know? Well, the, I'm, I'm sure he has. It's just for me, it's like the social justice thing where that's such a huge part of like their, their new brand. And I'm like, okay, you're still surviving off like imperialist. Like, you're, yeah. you know, like there's nothing compatible with you, you living, you know, in your, your massive, you know, estate uh, with all of, like, just to me, I just think it's like, and, and Prince Harry now with all of these like opportunities and everything, I just, to me, Megan, again, can do no wrong. Yeah. I love Megan. I just think Harry annoys me. He's still to me a royal. Like he just always, it's just who he is. He well, but then he doesn't have the official royal powers. It's like in Superman two, when he Superman two gave, gave up mom, come here, gave up his powers to fall in love with Lois Lane. 
Hey, mom, say say hi to Sophie, mom. Hi, Sophie. Hi, it's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Are you guys having fun or are you really arguing? It sounds like arguing. No, I just have a loud voice, mom. Yeah, we're we that's just our thing though. We banter, we bicker. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> Especially your voice is more gentle. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I like hate listening to my voice, so I appreciate that. I'm so well, it's it. clear, but it's gentle. So I love it. Say hi, say hi to the audience, mom. Oh hi, hi listeners. I'm glad I hope you're enjoying it as much as we are. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> I gotta fix a dinner. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Um, uh, sorry. So, uh, yeah, no, I, Meatloaf. yeah, yeah. I, get in the, Hey, you better be barefoot and pregnant in there. Uh, joking. um, what sorry. Is, what is saint? Well, speaking of the uh, last thing, Ariel, uh, I want to uh, say, uh, uh, congratulations to, uh, I think her name's Ariel Charnas who had her baby this oh, yeah, uh I'm glad you brought this up this week i think her baby's name is uh periwinkle blue or uh what's yeah, your baby's navy. name? navy navy yes so the reason why this name is so interesting is that her company is called something navy and and i it just came out that i guess you know she has gone through a lot of controversial shit i mean not gone through we, we talked we talked about it on the podcast before it, yeah um, how she's been, you know, shrouded in controversy. So it turns out the company, I guess, is kind of minimizing her role in the company, which is common, you know, when there's a, a public figure who's like the face of a company where there's controversy. Look at Jeff Bezos and Amazon or whatever. Yeah, they did the same thing actually recently. It's the hardest thing to be like, hey, actually, they're going to be less of a role. Um, so, yeah. So a lot of people are like, oh, well, that may be, you know, why she named her daughter. And this is her third daughter. So there's Ruby Lou, Esme Ray, and Navy B. So they all follow like a similar kind of syntax, I guess, and a color theme. But what <laughs> I think is like really, they're all girls. And um, I don't know. I'm like, I, I would worry about the competition, like how, you know, sibling rivalry. Don't you think that'll me cause a complex when the other daughters grow up and they're like, why weren't we named after mommy's company? Or why didn't mommy name her company after me or whatever it is? It's or maybe like, one of those kids should change their name to something. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, it's a, an interesting name. Not for me, not what I would have chosen. But again, that's. But this is the one that also went on TikTok and like was bragging on TikTok and immediately got shut down by users, right? Wasn't that Ariel Charnas? No, that was Danielle Bernstein. Oh, Daniel Bernstein. Sorry, Ariel Charnas. God, they all just kind of meld into one yeah. big influencer, you know? Yeah, they definitely do sometimes. But, uh, um, yeah. Okay, so you guys, this it's never enough time with Sophie. It just, I mean, its we're so comfortable right now that I know we went into 30, 100 different directions. Also, Sophie, I want you to know, since you are in New York, uh, go to Watch What Happens Live. They are now accepting in-person oh, uh, submissions, you know, that you can go be in studio with Andy. You guys know how much I love Watch What Happens Live. So uh, if you guys are in the New York area or maybe even they're taking other people outside, you go to their Instagram account and you could email them ticket requests. I think that is would be a fun New York thing to do, you know? Oh, my God. You're such a grandma. You're like, that would be a fun New York thing to do. Shut, how dare you? you. Out there, my grandma always says, she goes, you should go to Saturday Night Live. You know what would be fun, you kids? Uh, um, 
but yes, I will try. I will try. I've never been to watch it happen. I would love to go. Oh yeah. You would be, um, well, anyways, it's, uh, it's six 45, it's five 45 here. So it's my bedtime according to Sophie and, uh, we will, uh, Sophie, is there, is there anything going on this week that we need to uh, be aware of? Look forward to anything happening? Um, oh my God. I'm probably forgetting something, but, uh, are you going to watch the new conjuring movie on HBO max that just, uh, premiered? Are you, you're into that kind of horror stuff? I- I like scary stuff, but the supernatural stuff I'm like not as into. But yeah, I probably will watch it honestly because the conjuring, conjuring, conjuring. It's the con. You're right. You said it. The conjuring. Yeah, the conjuring. Conjuring movies are actually really good. Oh, also, I'm looking forward to. I don't know if it's this week or very soon, but Fallon from Real Housewives of Atlanta is doing a YouTube, uh, t- like a YouTube like sit down conversation okay. because. Fallon is the one that was married to Simon, who's now engaged to Portia. But then Simon came out today and said, "There, th- this man, I paid pretty much for this man to cheat with my wife. So this whole thing is happening. But there is a preview for this YouTube special. And it's like all dramatic music and all that. I just feel like they needed to hire somebody like a Anderson Cooper or something. Because the guy, like I, like, I don't know who this guy is. But Not it just right seems like it seems like a high school student or something where he was like, this is my project for finals. You know, it's just like a little cheesy. You know what though, that we didn't even mention is that the bachelorette starts tomorrow. Oh my God. The bachelorette is starting tomorrow. I believe I will be having one of the hosts of, uh, uh, Betches, the bachelor podcast on this week to talk about the bachelorettes. Uh, but I'm it's tomorrow night and I, I just, I'm not, you I'm know what? Ready. Though, funny for the past few weeks, I've been like wishing that I. How many times am I going to talk about the TV? My TV, and now that I finally have it set up, I'm like, damn it! Now I have to watch the Bachelorette tomorrow. I, do, I mean, <laughs> I it's I have to. I have to because I have to just know what's going on. What's her name, Katie? I just don't think she's. I don't know. I mean, I did like that. You know, she was the one person on the last season who seemed to have you know any emotional intelligence which I think is why they chose her clearly. But um, I, I I'm mean, excited uh, to meet the guys. I'm excited to meet the guys and see yeah. if they get drunk on the first night. Yeah. It's like, we, I have to just know I have, and also bachelor in paradise. I need to like know who the new like meat is. Bachelor, bring it meat bachelor in paradise. We got the announcement this week that uh, Chris Harrison will not be joining bachelor yes. in paradise. They're going to have a series of guest hosts, including David Spade. Now everybody was like David Spade, but I'm like, no, David Spade, you guys, if you don't follow him, is a huge bachelor fan. I personally think David Spade is hysterical. Still. I think I'm excited to actually have him as one of the that guest made, hosts. That made me excited. When, yeah, it was, totally. when it was people that are just like thirsty for like, you know, like Wells, like Wells is so annoying. Like, what does anyone see in Wells? I cannot figure out why everyone's obsessed he's with him. He's not tall at all. No, but he's just not, like, I feel like he's just, like, thirsty, and he's not even that funny. It's like, I want someone that's, like, funny, going to bring some, like, yeah. light to this. Like, come on. Like, David Spade sounds perfect. And you know D- David Spade's kind of pervy, too, so he's probably going to be trying to nail half those women himself. Oh, shit. Um, but I'm really excited actually for bachelor in paradise. Cause that is when that's like the bachelor expanded universe where you get to actually pair people up from different seasons and everybody's hooking up for camera time. I think that is like fun thirsty instead yeah. of just regular thirsty. I so I like yeah. better than bachelor bachelorette. Yeah, and what, and it's exactly what we said though. 
You never want to show your employer that your job can survive without you. And that's exactly what Chris Harrison did. And I think we're really seeing the after effects of that. So I really want to know how long this goes or if there was a contract in place of you take this off and this off and you come back for the second iteration of The Bachelorette. You know what? I bet they're going to wait and see how the ratings turn out because if the ratings are terrible then I think that's their clue to maybe bring him back. Maybe they think the show really can't. It really just depends because, you know, I don't know how much of that big conservative audience is actually going to like not watch now that Chris Harrison isn't there. If the ratings stay the same or even go up, which they might, I have a feeling they'll stay around the same. Then they'll realize that, yeah, they don't need Chris Harrison. I mean, I don't dislike Chris Harrison, but it, 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 it I, I find it hard to imagine that people are out there going, I need my Chris. Where is my Chris? No, yeah, not anymore. It's like after that, yeah, after the Rachel Lindsay thing, I was like, there's you, the fact that he even thought that was like an okay thing to say, or like to go on for like 10 minutes trying to like mansplain racism to Rachel. Like, I was like, you are not. No, well, no, no, Sophie, what you don't understand, this is what he was trying to do. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I was trying world. to mansplain Chris. Okay, anyways. That you got- also is the worst part of, of being a woman who dates men is dealing with the mansplaining. I got to tell, I mean, this is not even kissing women's ass, but I got to tell you, like the majority of the females I talk to are way smarter than me and most of the males I know, but it's like so easy to admit, like, why the fuck would anybody want to say that they're smarter than a woman? I don't get it. Like, I honestly don't. And that's not even like, like, yeah, like they're all, they're smarter. And I'm not saying they're perfect because there's obviously things that are wrong. <laughs> we all know, but like, it's weird. Like, I don't even know what a hill to die on. Like, yeah, you're smarter. I can give that up easily, you know? Yeah. And then so many men like just think that they have, it's like an inflated sense of their own intelligence. Whereas like, you know, women, I feel like might be a little more like humble or practical about their actual like abilities. Men are like... Well, at the end of the day, we all know it, it's not the smart. It's it's that women aren't funny. It's not the brain stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just, I mean, in every step of the way, I mean, they can they can take pain better than men. They yep. don't bitch as much as men. I mean, there is they the and the thing the thing that women get the most flack for is being super emotional. Which, if you were a man, you would be praised for being super emotional. But with a woman, they're right. super emotional, and then guys say that they're scared off. Because we praise Tom Sandoval and Kyle Cook for being in touch with their emotions. I do all the time. I'm like Sandoval. That's my that I I want to be able to cry into a poodle. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Same. I I do reference that a lot in life. um, Wait, are you doing any LA trips this summer? Are you Are you coming? I am actually. Oh wait, I don't know if I've told you this because I still actually have to book my flights, but I'm coming to LA at the end of June. You didn't, you weren't even going to tell me you were, you were just going to be, I, I, I was going to be at Tom Tom and just bump into you back of my mind for months because I'm visiting my friend from college. And I was going to go with my other friend who I don't think is going anymore. Cause she's getting a puppy. And then I was texting my friend about it just the other day. And I was like, shit, I'm, I still want to go, but I haven't booked my flights and I still haven't. So TBD, but pretty sure it's happening. Uh, well, please keep me posted. If you want to do it live or go to Tom Tom or whatever. Yes. So, I will um, definitely let you know. I'm like, I, I just need to book my flights, but it's like 99.9% sure happening. And I was going to tell you, I just haven't even booked my oh, flights. It's weird that I caught you this way. This is so awkward for the audience right now. I can just imagine. Um, you just got disinvited to Buga de Beppo. Um, 
Oh, Sophie shit. Ross. Sophie Ross, you guys follow her. You can find all of her writing on her socials or when something new comes up. Uh, she definitely, definitely is worth the follow. We have found out from this podcast she is not in Kyle Cook's pocket. These are opinions are her own. Uh, and uh, I think we've, and by the way, and we also, we want to give a big loving shout out to all the Zaniacs out there. I meant no harm. Yep, please, please don't come after us. Please leave me and my family alone. I am streaming all of Zane's music on repeat to give him those streams. And I have zero, pro- and by the way, I would never hit Zane or anyone, period. If something happens to us, like, will it be the Zaniacs or will it be big, big lover boy? <laughs> it's either, it's either Googly Squad or the Zaniacs <laughs> that, you know, like that's, and by the way, Googly Squad, I have no problem. I like I like, I mean, anyways, okay, that's it, you guys. Yeah, we, we will we talk to you. Off. I've just talked myself into such a huge hole. Okay, yeah. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Okay, bye. Betches.